Well, thank you so much, Kwane, for joining us today on Spill the Tea. We're super excited to have you here um, talking about your um, podcast and mastering self-control. Um, so we can go ahead and get started with you telling us about yourself, where you're from, and what you do. Okay. So my name is Kwane. I am from the On You with Kwane podcast. I would like to, first of all, just interrupt and just say thank you so much for having me. Um, I am an introvert from a small town in Eastern Shore, Maryland, and my podcast was basically um, born on a napkin at a dinner table. Um I'm new to this. I started the podcast around February of this year. And what made me start this was I was just at a dinner table talking to my cousin um, about things that I just wish I knew, things I wish that my mother or my father taught me, you know, um, being in a single parent household to prepare me for adulthood as a woman, as just, you know, like a human. And before I knew it, her husband actually put a napkin on the dinner table and it said on cue with Kwane. And he was like, that is your podcast. So it just went from there. So, yeah. All right. So tell us what the experience has been like for you starting your podcast. Um, that's a great uh, start of a story. It's um, very powerful. Um, so after that, what led you to actually like, OK, I'm going to really do this? I, well, rewinding from that point, um, my church actually was going to start a podcast just as a way of reaching out to people, a way of evangelism. So um, a member of my church, I came up with the idea. That's how I kind of really heard of podcasting. Like I kind of heard of it, but to really like, well, oh, well, what's this? Um, that's really what got me curious. But um, they wasn't getting on it as fast as they said they would. So it got to a point where I was like, okay, um, I just won't, you know, deal with that with the church or whatever. So right after that, I was at my cousin's, um, house and that's when that whole conversation and napkin thing happened. So to be honest with you, like right after that, because I just started, looking up YouTube videos about it, you know, what should um, I be prepared for, what um, affordable equipment I should get. Um, I already knew what I wanted to talk about. I already knew because I've been having these so-called discussions with these topics all the time. So I already had that planned out. So honestly, I just jumped in. I just went on Amazon, bought the mics. I already had like some headphones. I just, um, you know, I've been on YouTube, um, just researching, you know, what platforms to do or, you know, what should I, you know, like, I guess the pathway. And I didn't just go by one source. I just, you know, looked at a couple people and I just jumped in. I just, I don't know how else to describe it. I just started doing it. I thought about it in February by March the middle of March, I recorded my first episode, so. That's exciting. How many episodes have you had so far? 15. I just finished my first season last month, so I'm working on season two now. That's exciting, and um, I know that you said you had topics that you talk about. What are some of the topics that you uh, talked about or some of your favorite episodes? Well, I started off the season, um, it was titled Love and Happiness, um, which 
was a conversation between me, my sister, and that same cousin um, about how love and affection was introduced to us in the household. How, in fact, it wasn't introduced in the household. Like how we were not affectionate people. We didn't show forth love. We didn't know anything about love languages. Um, we explored the attachment theories and um, what that's about. I didn't know anything about that until I even dived into the topic of love and affection at hand. And um, we started there. And then, of course, I'm a Christian who loves Jesus Christ. So, of course, he was incorporated into my self-love journey and how to overcome um, heartbreak. I believe the season finale of Overcoming Heartbreak would have to be one of my favorites as well as the first episode of Love and Happiness, exploring um, the love and affection in the household, especially in single parent households. And if I had to pick one more, um, I would probably have to say it's titled Me, Myself and I, where it's just talking about me, how I've grown as a woman. I definitely like that one as well. Yes, so um, we know how therapeutic um, having uh, the display of a podcast to, you know, kind of get your thoughts out into the world. Um, can you tell us how um, it's affected you maybe mentally, emotionally um, by now having this new avenue? Um, well, first of all, it has affected me because I, like I said, I'm an introvert people who knew me years ago would never guess I would be doing this because I don't talk to strangers. I'm, I was someone that would never initiate communication or connections with anybody. Um, I never was someone that was social or anything like that. So this by itself is new to me, which has had an effect on me um, just as a person, just in me changing and opening up and, you know, exploring different things. I'm not really someone that used to be um, willing to change or open up or just be spontaneous about different things. So I feel like that that effect has had a positive effect. Um, being able to just talk through, um, you know, different things I'm learning has been therapeutic because it's calming. Um to me just to work through any issues and I feel very comfortable um, on the mic, um, just being honest and just being transparent. And I just feel like that it had a growth. It just made me feel accountable for my actions. It made me feel accomplished that I wasn't here two or three years ago, but now I'm at a place where, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to take accountability for my actions or, you know, just to, just to expose and talk because I was raised in a household where you don't tell your outside business, whatever goes on in the households in the household, you don't, you don't discuss that. So it's just more of the growth part in me that's had the major effect on me and it's soothing. And then two, the feedback is um, refreshing. Um, you just never know who you will reach and what you're saying. Like that was one of the fears I've had. Like no one's going to listen to me. There's all these podcasts out here and they're doing such a good job. And I'm like, who's going to listen to me? But like the feedback that I've been getting, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. So that's refreshing too, which motivates me to keep going. 
and you talked about learning accountability. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. You talked about learning accountability um, through your podcast and how soothing it is. Um, and the title of your episode is, of course, Mastering Self-Control. So tell us how, you know, you were able to, you know, incorporate self-control and growing this accountability um, and what that's looked like in other areas in your life outside of podcasting. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I feel like a part of that is just being honest and just being able to face whatever is going on. I've had instances outside of podcasts where I'm currently in the stage of establishing boundaries and keeping those boundaries up, especially with family members. And sometimes the method of doing that is not always the right and proper way, especially um, according to what the will of God is for my life. So um, a part of that accountability is, you know, what Kwane, should you have said that like that? Should you have handled it like that? Um, was that too harsh? Was that not too harsh? Um, and, you know, being able to say sorry. Like, you know what, I shouldn't have handled it like that. I'm sorry. Or um, even when, you know, besides like family situations, even with this podcast, you know, I haven't always been consistent with the episodes and I've had to take accountability and mention that on some episodes and be like, you know, y'all, I'm sorry, you know, just take accountability of my actions, not just being so quick to blame everything else or circumstances, because a lot of things I have control over. So it definitely just really starts with me just being honest with myself, just facing things head on, trying to be objective about um, certain situations. So I can just be like, really look at myself, just focusing more on like what I could have done or facing if, there's nothing I could have done. Okay, there's nothing you could have done. Next. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that. I have to um, experience a lot of that with starting my personal podcast as well. Um, you mentioned um, not always being consistent with starting your podcast. So what are some things now that you um some ways that you help motivate yourself or bring yourself back into consistency when you see that you started falling out of it well i start by making small task lists of what i need um to get done uh definitely with this season too i definitely would do diff i would definitely do things differently um really tap into the whole planning thing, writing things out, being more organized instead of just, you know, just expecting it to come sometimes in different things. It's good to be, um, have strategic plans and ways to have things planned out. Like I even like how your podcast, when you sent me like the, your podcast information, as well as the questions you'll be asking, like stuff like that. Like I, feel like that um, that's something that I would be tapping into um, in this season. But the small task lists um, are realistic. Um, I start off small, try to be faithful over the small things. So when the bigger things come, I'll be able to handle that as well. So the small task list has very been um, a thing that I use to um, make myself feel motivated 
because if I can get those small things done, I feel like I'm really doing something, which leads to the bigger things getting done. So I start off small and realistic and I just write a little to-do list, maybe like three or four little things um, to get done. And then once I get done that, okay, cool. And I give myself little deadlines too, like many deadlines in my mind. I don't put too much pressure on myself because they're really realistic. Something that I know that I can do. So. Right. So what advice would you give someone who uh, wants to start a podcast? I would say, um, I would just say, first of all, do your research. Um, I would definitely suggest that you find out what's feasible for you um, because what's feasible for you may not be feasible for me or anyone else. Um, Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to bring whatever you feel like you bring to the table because like I said before, you know, you'll be surprised how many people need whatever it is you have to offer. So Um, I definitely wouldn't put it on hold for too long. I think the podcasting um, community, the podcasting move that's going on is definitely a thing for now. Um, So I wouldn't put it off. If you can just get started with just, you know, headphones with the mic attached to it and your Anchor app, because that's a good app for that, um, I would say go ahead and do it. Is there any advice that you would give people? (laughs) Um, like you, I would say just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, I am an introvert, and it's something that I had wanted been to to do for a while. Um, and I didn't do it, and then I felt like I kind of got pushed into doing it. And once I started, it was um, I don't know. I think from January to April first, I had recorded episodes. So wow, you just start. And it 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 grows from there. Oh wow! Cause y'all have a powerful platform. Oh wow! That's that's really nice to know. Yeah, I actually started doing um, my own personal podcast first before I started interviewing other people. Okay. Um, my portion of my personal portion of the podcast platform is called Think Peace, and it's just me and these personal conversations I'm having with myself through whatever I'm growing with, growing, growing through at the time or things that I've been through and I've never talked about. Um, so it was a way for me to basically um, create my own therapy. Um, so I would just say if you are a person who never um, had an outlet or never felt like people wanted to listen to you or never felt like you could share your story, just start. So, yeah, yeah I definitely agree with that. It's definitely, um, it's definitely cool for people who are not um, normally the people that start conversations or normally the ones that would engage. It definitely opened me up, even though it's just me behind a mic and no video. So, so what's been your? Um, is there anything that you've started else doing in your life since you start podcasting, like? podcasting made you feel so comfortable you started doing something else is there anything like that for you um no not right now um again i am 
still new. I think I'm new since I've only just done one season. Um, no, but what I, I guess, I don't know if this counts, but I've met so many people and I've done a couple of collabs with people that I never knew or anything like that. And we were able to talk as if I've, if I known them, like, I feel like that's a major thing that I've been able to do as an introvert, just connect with just random people that I've, I've never known that's from different parts of the country that I've never, you know, and just be able to just the, even with you, like, I'm just talking, like, I know you, you know? So I think that's a major, um, thing, but besides that, not yet. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's, that, that's a big thing, right? Especially for us introverts. It, it, it gives us a chance to do something that we wouldn't normally do, which is talk to people, right? Yeah. Oh no, people that we don't have a, you know, specific reason to talk to other than the podcast. So um, that's a big thing. I think that's a great thing. Um, that's been a huge thing for me. So I definitely think that's your thing. Um, what are some goals you set for yourself? Uh, it could be for the podcast or just for yourself in general. Um, as far as my podcast, I want to reach as many people as I can. Um, I want to be able to spread my story and spread certain awarenesses, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? The people that I do have, if it don't grow, I will continue to just feed those if that's completely fine. But I just, a goal I want to do is I just don't want this to be a seasonal thing. Like, I don't want this to be like, oh, I want to do a podcast and then it like dies. Like, I want to be consistent and continual and I just want to um, stay in my lane. I definitely would like to see this grow into something, into what I'm, I honestly do not know, but I'm definitely open to different opportunities that may come my way because of this um, platform. Um, I do want to, I don't know. I just don't know how to describe it. I just want to grow. I want my audience to grow. I want, um, I want, I want myself to grow as I continue to talk through different issues. Like I don't want to just talk about topics just to be like, oh, this is just for an episode. But I want to really grow for what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, that's a major goal I have. As far as outside of my podcast, hmm. Um, I definitely. I don't know. I guess the growth as a person thing would be outside the podcast. And I think that would have an effect to whatever else I go to do, whatever ventures that I have. Um, I think that's, that's probably it. No, that's fine. Um, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, we wanted to ask uh, what, um, what is it like being a brown girl for you? And how has that, you know, uh, what part does being a brown girl play in your life? Like, what is that for you? Oh, yes. I love this question. Um, now, I'll start off by saying I didn't always like being a brown girl. Mm. Um, I've had uh, issues. I wouldn't say I had a complex with it, but 
um, I've been called a lot of quote unquote black things as a kid. So it wasn't something that I always wore with honor. Um, but as I've gotten older and became a woman, I have begin to love the brownness. I wear it with glory. Um, being brown to me is glory, is strength. It's an essential part of me that makes me feel beautiful at its best. And I honestly wouldn't want to be another shade. I've never pictured myself to be another shade. I like the fact that I am brown skin and it just makes me glow. Like, I just... I just love, I'm in love with like my skin complexion and I'm just very proud to be a brown girl, not just a black girl, but I'm brown skin. So I just, I just feel like it just illuminates, it shines, it glows. Like anything, when I walk out, I just feel, I don't know, is that weird? Like, no, it's not. I just, I love being a brown girl more than ever now, more than ever. Um, I think it's very powerful that you said, you know, you didn't always have that love. Um, how did you transition to that love or like, what are some, how did that look like and kind of what sparked you? Or uh, how do you feel you, why you initially lacked that love of being a brown skin girl? Well, I feel like, cause it was six of us in my household and, um, I'll say like four of them were lighter than me. Not too much lighter though, but they were lighter than me. And I would um, hear comments like, um, you black such and such, you ain't nothing but a black such and such. And look at you with your big pink um, gums when you smile. Like different, you know, different quotes like that. Um, I've had elderly family members that um, you know, we're all black, but it just seemed like that I was the one that called that got called black things. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, as a child, I'm confused because I'm like, well, they got pink gums like me and they ain't too much lighter than me. So I'm confused. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So as a child, I walked around confused. And then like even in school, it just seems like the guys, they never called me a black thing per se, but it just seemed like they gravitated towards the mixed girl, the light-skinned girl, the one with the um, less kinky hair. Like, it seemed like those were the chicks that got hollered at. You know what I mean? I was never the chick that got hollered at. I was always the friend of the chick that got hollered at. You know what I mean? So, um... You know, that's how it was as a child. But as I got older, um, I started to notice that um, I was insecure. I never thought that I had a complex. And I don't think that I had it very strong, but it was there. You get what I'm saying? Um, I noticed, like, I was approached different um, because I was a little darker. Like, it's it was, in my opinion, now that I'm looking back at it, guys would approach me a little different as if I had an attitude problem. You know, even though I clearly didn't have an attitude problem, unless you, you know, you want to poke the bear, it might come out, you know, at that time. But to be honest with you, what really started a healing is when I gave my life to God and I meant it. You know, I, I grew up in the church, but, you know, when you get older, that's when you start to go back and just really go after God and you really mean it for most people. So for me, I was one of those 
And I just gave my insecurity to God. I just, you know, talked to him about how I felt about myself, what I thought, just like I'm talking to you. And I feel like with time, God started to just heal my heart from the childhood um, hurts that I've gotten. And, you know, you would think you got bullied by, you know, people in school, but your family do some bullying too. Um, So I feel like God started to heal me from that. And then I just looked myself in the mirror too. Just naked, not to be too explicit, but I looked at myself and I'm like, girl, look at you. I literally did that. I literally looked at myself and was like, girl, look at you. You, you ain't, look at you. What are they talking about? What are, what are they talking about? What were they talking about? Because you was it period. So I started to take that on and, you know, then as I started taking that on, on the inside, it must've started showing on the outside because I get comments. You're beautiful. Oh, wow. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. And I, and I know that they're telling the truth when they're saying it. Cause I know it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, it's within, it's honestly within that has made it come out. And to be honest, I've really started walking in that when I turned 30, if I can just be really, really real. When I turned 30, that's when it just, a light switch went on. Like, girl, you is it. And if you can see me sometimes in my house, just getting ready and pumping myself up, you'll be like, oh my God, girl, it is not that serious. But I literally feel that way about myself now. So I feel like it starts from within, you know, just loving the skin you're in from within and not accepting otherwise. That's it. That's beautiful. Thank you. So we have this pop-up question that we like to ask. And that okay. question, what is the letter, what is the word that begins with the letter B um, that you feel resonates with you? And what does that word mean to you? Ooh, I'm going to pick bold. Okay. I'm going to pick bold. Um, I would have to say bold and how it resonates with me is... I'm someone that no matter how introvert I try to be, how reserved I try to be, I'm still not that person that, or just try to be seen in the crowd, even though, you know, people might know me or whatever, I still stand out. Something that's bold, even like if you look at a word and you might put that format in bold, you're going to see that word. No matter, it's just sitting on the page, but you're still going to see that word because it's bold. No matter what I try to do or whatever I do, even when I walk into the room, I get that, well, who's that type of look? They don't say it, but it's like, well, who, who's that? Now, mind you, I don't want you to think that I'm being like um, conceited or nothing like that. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not shaped like that or nothing like that, but it's just still that, I guess it's just that aura that I find myself carrying. It's like, well, who's that type of thing? So I definitely feel like, um, boldness would be a word even though I don't even like it sometimes like sometimes I just want to just slide in slide out um you know but I still I'm finding that more and more that that bold thing is just in the mist <laughs> yes yes and we completely get it um having a commanding aura is a real thing um so we love that for you um 
if you want to go ahead and share with us how people can get in touch with you, um, where can we find your podcast? Well, um, I just got back into the um, social media thing. Um, I don't really like to be on social media. The only reason why I got back on is because of this podcast. So I don't have a personal page, but I do have a page for my podcast. It's at on Q with Quane, Q-U-A-N-A-Y um, on Instagram. Um, if there's anything um, regarding my podcast that you want to reach out to me for, um, you can email me at on with Quane at gmail.com. So that's about it. Um, do you have any shout outs you want to do for the show? No, I don't have no shout outs. <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, well, we really enjoyed this Yes, I thank you so much for having me. It's honestly an honor um, to be asked to appear on someone's podcast. I've always, I've always feel humble, and I hope people don't take it the wrong way that I'm just trying to, you know, be too much. But I mean, from going to not having one to having one, and now just being on people's podcasts, I'm very honored, and I love what you guys are trying to we're not trying to because you are um i love what y'all doing like with the brownness and i like purple too so (laughs) y'all make me want to go find some purple lipstick child (laughs) but um i just love what you guys are doing and i just want to keep my brownness in mind now like i do anyway but this is just another like light bulb like girl your brownness is everything so i love it i thank you so much you are so welcome and um we love to collaborate. So any ways in the future that we can, we will. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Kwame. Thank you.